Hey friends, I am here in Nashville, Tennessee with my good friend, Kristen Getty. Kristen, please introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you, Ruth. So glad to be here. My name's Kristen, as you said, married to Keith. We write hymns and are ambassadors for those hymns. And we also have four little girls. So six boys, four girls, boy, mom, girl, mom. It's fun. It's so fun. You are a gift <laughs> to the church and we can't wait for you to hear our conversation today. Kristen, I am beyond delighted to be here in your home and with you. I can't believe we get to do this together. I know. Um, I'm so grateful that you could come here. We could be together in person, yes. not over a computer. Yes. <laughs> We've been friends for some time and I have admired everything you've done and your work has, you and Keith both have literally been a p- part of the soundtrack of our home and um, have encouraged us. We our church is constantly grateful for the work you've done to encourage the body of Christ. So thank you so much for all the work you all do in writing modern hymns and leading the church. And we're going to talk some about that. But um, we are here, and you're my dream guest for the podcast and for every conversation. You're far too kind. You're saying too many nice things, no. Ruth. Um, Kristen, I, I, I'm seriously so grateful because um, I have lots of conversations with you in my head that I don't text you because I'm like, you're sh- way too busy. But um, You should text. I, you I, should will. Text I will do it. I will do it more. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've been working on this book that um, is coming out, Pilgrim, 25 Ways God's Character Leads Us Onward. And mm-hmm. I have been seeing hymns for so long. And since I was a, I, I'm a piano player. And so I thought I, I was going to know that. I was, thought I was going to be a concert pianist. We must um, have had that conversation before. Maybe. And I flipped my, my I baby know. brain head after four children. But I forgot. Literally in eighth grade, my parents were not yet believers, mm-hmm. but we started going to this church mm-hmm. and I signed up to be the the pianist, the accompanist, and I learned how to play every single hymn in the hymn book and oh do the goodness. intro. And and I learned how to add a little flourishes. And I was just an eighth grader, but I, I was the um, the church accompanist at the small little Chinese church uh-huh. from eighth grade until my sophomore year of high school. Oh and so, goodness. Kristen, it's really um, a full circle for me to be able to write a book that pairs lyrics from hymns that aren't just, you know, lyrics that I just like, but they're lyrics that teach and remind me of God's way so that when it's lodged in my head, I know that he goes with me. He is faithful. So things like God's immutability and things like his sovereign care, those are attributes that we learn from scripture, but ultimately we can rehearse to ourselves through hymns. And you do an amazing job of encouraging all of us through intentionally writing music that will help the church remember the truth of God's word. So tell me a little bit about how, how why, why are hymns? Because that's my hymn story is that, you know, from eighth grade on, I was yeah. like, oh, um, our church chose to sing hymns. And so I got real familiar with the mm-hmm. old hymns. What about yeah. you? Well, I grew up in the church and yeah. my dad was a pastor mm-hmm. and, so, and planted a church when I was a little girl. And we um, did a whole variety of music growing up. But I always loved the hymns. And um, my mom told me just a couple of years ago that my great-grandmother, he had a real spiritual influence on me and my sister when we were little, she would sing um, hymns over me whenever she would rock mm-hmm. me to sleep. Do you remember any of them? The one that uh, my mom remembers most is When I Survey, mm-hmm. um, which I we just recorded actually a couple of years ago, to the melody that I grew up singing, which is slightly different to how we sing it here. Hymns are so funny how they travel everywhere, really? pick up, not just, you know. Same lyrics. But same different. lyrics, but different melodies. Oh, okay. so they, they move about. So um, that's probably one of my favorite hymns when I survey. And uh, it's lovely, that little connection to her, to my uh, my nanny Burns. and But then some of the greatest hymns we grew up singing. But I met Keith whenever I was 18. 
And he grew up in a Presbyterian church that had a lot more liturgy and hymn singing, mm-hmm. um, and particularly with his father and grandfather going back um, several generations. And he was so passionate about the hymns. The first year that I left high school, I went to a Bible school for a year. It was a gap year. And during that year, the song that I would sing all the time was How Deep the Father's Love. Mm. And that's one of Stuart Townend's hymns. And I just loved that. I remember every time singing it going, this is the sort of thing that I want to sing. Okay. And um, and it reminded me of some of the hymns that Mm -hmm. I grew up with. And then when I came back from that year is when I met Keith. And he too had been so inspired by that hymn, How Deep the Father's Love, having grown up in hymns and loved it. That notion of not only do we love these hymns that um, we've sung and our parents have sung and our grandparents have sung, but in our generation, what are some of the ways that we can write um, songs inspired by that model, yeah. songs that um, have more of a folk style, songs that have melodies that um, have more of a timeless quality to yes. them, that you sing them today, but you could have sung them a hundred years ago, and perhaps we'll sing in a hundred years' time, yeah. and lyrics that go as wide and deep as we can on the character mm-hmm. of God, the riches of Scripture that look at all the breadth of the themes of the church and the Christian life. You know, if you were to take an old hymnal Mm -hmm. and look at the contents page and just see how they just gather in so many themes, so many characteristics of the Lord, take you through the church's year, take you through a church service, songs that intentionally speak into all these things. And in a deep way, um, those are some of the inspirational points. And that started Keith on on a hymn writing journey, which led to him meeting Stuart Townend and writing in Christ Alone. And I okay, remember I realized that was how it that was the okay. first song, the first hymn. Um, and so it's just so interesting, Keith and I loved this song. And then he met with Stuart. That was the first hymn. Mm-hmm. And I remember singing the demo for it. And, and whenever we were in Northern Ireland, Keith, and when I met him, he said, you thought about writing songs? I said, no, I haven't really. And he said, well, I'm trying to write some songs. Why don't you write lyrics? Because I was about to start a degree in English literature. And so I was really interested in words and loved to sing. And so that sort of started us on that journey. And so he would invite me to come write songs. Then he would take me out for dinner. And then he'd get me to do the demos, oh you know. Goodness, you so sing my amazing. demos and I'll, you know. And it was, hey, what year was that? This was in 1999. Oh, my and goodness. 2000. Okay. And so amazing. I remember doing this demo. Yeah for In Christ Alone. It was actually to an old hymn text to get the melody there. Mm-hmm. And then um, that was sort of the beginning. He and Stuart wrote a lot of songs together and I gradually sort of got folded into the effort and yeah. had the joy of singing them. And over these last, you know, 15, well, 20 years really then, um, we've, you know, it's always come out of collaboration, which we have loved. And love just yes. people who come from different places and different thoughts and different spiritual journeys and musical backgrounds and bringing all these ideas together to try and come up with what is the best melody and the yes. best lyric that we can. And so that has been sort of our our pursuit. And hymns to carry for life has yes. been one of the driving forces Something like Great Is Thy Faithfulness, which yes. I know is in yes. this beautiful um, new book that mm-hmm. you have here. Um, I, my parents sang it at their wedding. They taught it to me as a kid. Yes. I grew up singing it. I'm now singing it, watching my children sing it. It just becomes richer over time because you link these songs to your life experience. You know, so as a 21-year-old singing Great Is Thy Faithfulness, trying to work out what to do with my life. Right. Then in my 30s, having these babies and going, I'm not quite sure how to manage this. And then now in my 40s, raising them and growing older and being able to look back on more life, that song follows with me. I'm so grateful, along with all the modern songs, to have this core of hymnody that I carry in my pocket, carry in my heart, carry in my mind and bring into my life. And that's my exact experience, too, is that 
for all the songs that I love singing um, of, in modern praise songs, I know that so many times when I'm in the midst of the biggest questions in my mind, feeling the most lacking in my life, whatever it is, you know, I'm a mama to six and, yeah. you know, our house is as noisy and as busy as your house, you yeah. know, like we've yeah. got all this going on. And in the different seasons of life, it's God's word that never changes. Right. But sometimes just like the psalmist does, you know, you have to call it to mind and you have yeah. to actually tell your soul what and to that's do. That's music helps. Right? It calls it to mind yes. in a way other things Yes, don't. when we read in Lamentations 3, you know, yeah. you know, this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Mm-hmm. Right. I think about all the time of like what I try to turn to. And sometimes, you know, we've got this little handy device in our pockets at all yeah. times that we can say, I don't have hope. I feel a little down right now. And what do we do? I, I hope I don't do this all the time, yeah. but it feels like we all culturally just go, well, I'm going to numb myself to death by going to social media or somewhere else and start yeah. scrolling and find something else that will just take my mind off of it. Mm-hmm. But I think the hymn writers have always declared the truth of God's word mm-hmm. so that it might be in our minds and we might have this melody on our lips and mm. as we need to remember hope we call it to mind right yeah no and I, i've watched this with um my second daughter in the last few weeks she has been learning the capital um the state capitals for all the states Impressive. and she was struggling this is a classic third grade <laughs> right. curriculum struggling yes. to remember them all and yes. so we find these songs online yes. where she could sing you know all the different songs in their state capitals this and the capitals and it just transformed it for her and she went in and she aced the test. And we were so excited. Right? But just to the point of yes. the things that we sing, they linger longer in our memory. Absolutely. And so we have this opportunity with music to put yes. God's word into our hearts and minds in a way that really sticks. I love that you said it that way because I actually use the words linger longer all the time about my art. Yeah. Because to me, mm-hmm. I use my watercolors and my artwork yeah. Yeah. to be conduits that help somebody linger on a page longer yeah. and say, I want to look at this scripture or this mm-hmm. um, lyric from this hymn that I, yeah. I've penned. Um, I've lettered these lyrics in Pilgrim in this book, mm-hmm. but I want somebody to linger long and remember it because they're visually connecting oh, it's so and then listening at the same do. time. Right? It's so, so beautiful. I love your work, Ruth, you, and, al- and always have so much. I was just chatting to Keith this morning because we're writing a hymn on suffering right now. Mm-hmm. And we were just reflecting that Maybe the temptation is to put all these statements down, you know, from from the Bible. This is how we should think theologically about this, but saying, particularly in this theme, in any theme we sing, what the arts do to bring comfort and and nuance, which almost it comes closer as a friend as opposed to sometimes this is what you should think. There's something about. Yes, beautiful art and beautiful poetry and beautiful music, which sort of woos because the soul. He made us to, to be appreciated. Like yeah. there's something that happens when you stand at the ocean's edge and you see the ocean, yeah. or mm-hmm. when the sunset comes. Like he didn't have to make the sunset pink yeah. and oranges, yeah. but he did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he didn't have to make us respond emotionally when we hear mm-hmm. a melody and it just brings tears to our eyes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I wanted to. Add, I mean, I have a gazillion questions, and we're not going to get to all of them. <laughs> but one of the things that I Something you said just now where you said, you know, it helps us remember God's character. Mm-hmm. Um, the subtitle to my book is 25 Ways God's Character Leads Us Onward. And I think both in this this book is not actually about hymns, but it's using the hymns that have been so significant to help me help the reader remember that God's the hero of the story and that when we trust him, mm-hmm. then our daily lives and all these things that our struggles for us, whether we're in suffering or we're going through a dip- difficult trial or we have 
unresolved issues and mm-hmm. unknowns before us, we all know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've been betrayed by a friend. Maybe we have a child who's wayward. There's all these things that we can't solve on our own. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes there's a temptation to comfort hearts by whether it's writing songs or mm-hmm. writing devotionals, but it might be tempting to write about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? It could be tempting to say, I feel this way, I feel this way. But when you think about it, the psalmist says and is honest about mm-hmm. how he feels, but he ultimately, the change happens when he declares he who God is. He points his feelings God. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so I'm, So, how do you all make sure that that happens? How do you, when you write a, write a hymn, how do you think through mm-hmm. that? Well, I think staying in the scriptures, of yes. course, doing that. And the Psalms is an excellent place to begin. Mm-hmm. And we're working on a project right now towards a hymnal, which we're including a Psalter in, because I think it is the Psalms that mm-hmm. teach us how to sing, and they teach us how to pray, and they teach us how to approach the Lord. And so we're very mindful of that as we write. Um, I was just listening, as we all have been, to so many things um, Mm -hmm. around Tim Keller and his his passing in so many different ways. I was thinking of different times that he has, uh, through his talks, and often through the Q&A sessions, you just get a little nugget of something. And um, he talked about, uh, he was asked what he regretted, um, one thing that he did regret. And he said that he didn't really come to terms with the with prayer until he was in his 40s, didn't realize what it was, how significant it was and how to do that. And one of the things that taught him was through reading the Psalms. And he would read mm-hmm. through all the Psalms every single month. Wow. And I remember listening to him say that in his 30s. I'm now in my 40s now. And just the power of that, turning to God's word mm-hmm. to help instruct us how to think, how to direct our emotions to the Lord. And the Psalms give us such a breadth of the character of God and not just the nice part, the, the, the bit yeah. that he is our shepherd. Yes. And yes. he loves us. He is our redeemer. He is also our judge. He is the king and him mm-hmm. is all authority and all sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need to be thinking of all of that as yes. we sing because there is a danger that in going one particular way and the bits that we like it pulls us this way mm-hmm. and we we approach it in a more of a therapeutic way rather right. than a truth way right. um, and of course the lord speaks to us wherever we are but he's drawing us beyond that to yes. him which is ultimately our greatest treasure I, i'm so grateful for that We are so happy to partner with Dwell Differently to bring you this season of the Grace Lace podcast. We've talked about the power of hiding God's word in your heart in earlier seasons of the podcast, and we're thrilled to introduce you to a really practical tool for doing it. In case you haven't already heard, Dwell is a monthly membership featuring scripture designs to help you and your family easily memorize God's word. Members receive a kit in their mailbox each month that includes a temporary tattoo or stickers, a keychain, and a print, all centered on that month's verse. It's a great way for your whole family to hide God's Word in your hearts together. Learn more and get started at dwelldifferently.com. Use the code GRACELACED to get your first month free. Well, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but when I think about you know this whole journey, you kind of alluded to different seasons of motherhood, different mm-hmm. seasons of life, um, and how great is thy faithfulness played yeah. a part in that? Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm fascinated with and and want to hear as readers engage this book is how our pilgrim stories, when we think about like this road to heaven, like as we're just wandering, we're, we're walking this road on earth that, you know, we're not citizens of this earth. And, um, you know, is it, is, I'm going to misquote it, but C.S. Lewis says, you know, if you find that nothing in this world satisfied. Yeah, it reminds you that you were made for another world, right? And so when 
I think when I think about Pilgrim, I'm thinking in that way, like, wow, Pilgrim's progress. We are, you know, those who are walking and trying to just keep in step with mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, can you think of a particular story or time in your life when, um, when some particular, like there was a particular attribute of God or something mm-hmm. about God's character that was your greatest comfort in that particular season or that particular situation? Mm-hmm. And can you think of a hymn that was on your mind or on your lips often for that? Oh my goodness. I feel like I kind of put you on the spot with that, but yeah. um, I, I, because I think that sometimes we need to remember that it's always been, he's always wanted to show us himself. Mm-hmm. God's character is always what he's desiring for us to know his heart, right? Um, Because it sometimes feels like he's our helper that's just going to get us through the next situation when really he wants to take us through, right? Mm -hmm. When the Israelites went through the Red Sea, they are learning that God is sovereign and he's faithful and he will do what he says he'll do, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, this... As you're thinking about it, I wanted to tell you in um, in this book, in Pilgrim, um, I break it down to, you know, the journey begins and long endurance and nearing home. And as you were peeking through, there are some different hymns that we both love, yeah. but I want to illustrate the way that God is holy and that he is mm-hmm. a creator God and that God is our state sustainer. Mm-hmm. And we may think those things, but we may not realize, oh, the words tells us this mm-hmm. and that hymns help us remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned C.S. Lewis, who, mm-hmm. of course, was born in Belfast. Did you know that? I he's did not know that. Because everyone, he's in, very much an English professor, but oh, you was know born I in wanna, Belfast. I still want to visit because Caleb spent that time yeah. in Derry and yeah. has all those photos. And by the way, a little quick sidetrack, but mm. Crossway put out that psalms book right, right and uh-huh. it's all those photos yeah from, from northern ireland <laughs> are they your photos no they they whenever they were doing some interviews around yes. that esv recording and um, they brought a photographer and okay. he went and he took himself off for several days and had the time of his life taking well photos. they all look like photos my son took when he was yeah. there so i was like oh i know all these places i, I was like this is Kristen case neck of the woods i, I gotta go it's i gotta so go gorgeous so. you know yeah so that really close to where we live and um, whenever we go home there's a castle called dunley's castle which oh. is seven miles from our house and that actually inspired c.s lewis for care paravel for the narnia stories no way. Okay. the little boy he would go north coast okay and um, to visit and so it's just anyway that's, but all that to that. say i love that quotation you mentioned but there's another one i actually have at my kitchen sink mm-hmm. and it's meant so much to me and i want you need to write it into a song you need to take this quotation and you need to paint around it let's do but something together something that'd there. be amazing there are far, far greater things ahead than mm-hmm. any that we leave behind. Yes. And I feel that in lots of different ways, tiny and great. At, you yeah. know, at, at the great at, at the passing of a friend or a cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. or whatever the struggle would be to just, my daughter is graduating from kindergarten and she's moving on and, oh, I want to hold those little chubby cheeks a little longer, but they're fading away into this yeah. young woman. And that just, yes. the thing, we're, we're constantly letting go of things and moving on. Yes. To the wrinkles that are coming underneath my eyes and underneath my chin, you know, we're, we're constantly, yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> there's that sense of, of, of time passing and some of it you just want to, to hold on to, but to understand that this is but a breath, that there are far greater things that the Lord has planned for us. Amen. I'm not just yeah. talking about now in this earthy life, I'm talking about this eternal glory Absolutely. that we are yeah. called to. And those times when I have, you know, held on to my mom a little tightly whenever we've had to say goodbye, and we don't do that at the airport anymore mm-hmm. because my parents, wonderful believers, have, and Keith as well, have just had to say goodbye to us so much and have been away from their mm-hmm. grandkids 
for so many t- for so many parts of the year that it's been hard to say goodbye. And my mom will yeah. say, well, Kristen, but here's the thing. In a hundred years, we're all going to be gone. Mm. And we're all going to be together forever. Mm. So you, you do the thing you need to do right now, you know. That. And I sometimes find it hard, the things that they will miss, although they gain so many other experiences. So that's a whole mixed bag of things. But for that eternal perspective Mm -hmm. to shape so much of our life, I Mm -hmm. think is so critical. Whenever we're disappointed, whenever things are fading away, when we say goodbye, when something didn't happen that we want to have happened, that the gospel hope is that he loves us, he has forgiven us, he has saved us, he has freed us. And this is not our best life now. There is something so much greater to come. And so that gives a focus, uh, you know, and it gives an energy. It gives a renewal of strength as we go about. And so one of the things I love about hymns, the greatest of hymns, they tend to have this doxological thing at the end Mm -hmm. of, you know, praise to the Lord, but a focus on eternity, a focus on heaven to come from, you know, holy, holy, holy to and can it be to when I survey, even to in Christ alone, which has been my joy to sing these last Mm -hmm. 20 years. And it it constantly refreshes my faith because it's the gospel. It's always timeless. It always attaches itself to whatever season we're on in life, but it's always propelling us forward like pilgrims. We're always moving forward. And so that to me has been really important as I've gotten older mm-hmm. and as, um, you know, the dangers of being cynical or just losing our gratitude or losing our totally. way a little bit. Those those yes. little vulnerabilities that creep in, I think, Absolutely. to everybody, but to women as, as we yes. as we get older, as we watch our kids move on to realize our sense of value in the gospel and our sense of hope there and to be singing about it regularly. Yes. Because if it's not in our minds, we will start to wonder. Yes. And as pilgrims, we are wondering, yes. but in the one direction. And so just whatever we can reach so cool. for to help us. Go well, there. isn't that such mirroring of the epistle writers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, when we read those letters to the churches, mm-hmm. we're always seeing yeah. they, they are reminding the church who God yeah. is and what he's already done. Yeah. And then there's always a therefore, like, how do you live as pilgrims yeah. in a in a place that's not your home? Right. And how do you live as exiles in yeah. First Peter, you know, how, those kinds of things. But ultimately, it's always a reminder that you have a home far yeah. better, yeah. you know. And so um, one of the hymns that, and I don't know the story of this, but I sing um, All Glory Be to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, sing it now. I'd love to hear oh you sing. Oh, my goodness, my friend. You, <laughs> I was going to make you sing it's it. It's early morning. You oh, should my just goodness, sing it's it. early morning. Yeah, All Glory Be to Christ is my last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we Is that sing your it. favorite hymn? Well, it's currently one that brings me a lot of hope mm-hmm. because I think I'm involved in, my hands are in so many things that can derail me and cause me to feel like it's all up to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's a lot, well, as a creator, and you're a creative mm-hmm. too, I think we look down at the things that I that we're creating so often yeah. and we live in a world that is trying to applaud the things that we're creating so yeah. often yeah. that I have to keep my eye on. Like, mm-hmm. I think, isn't it the first um, lines is... Um, should nothing? Wait, we could look at the book. We could, I, I want, don't know. I want to see I, the artwork that actually, you chose in that. Let's see if I actually. Um, now, how do you choose which like flower or part of nature that matches? Well, the my lyric? friend, I um, I try to be symbolic about everything I do, yeah. but a lot of times I just try to choose imagery. Like this one has a glowy mountain scene uh-huh. because this was an actual path that we oh, hike up that. in um, Western Colorado. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick, I don't think this is necessarily my favorite verse out of the, the hymn, but this is, you know, I think the last verse when on the day, the great I am, the faithful and the true, the lamb who was for sinners slain is making all things new. 
Behold, our God shall live with us and be our steadfast light, and we shall ere his people be. All glory be to Christ. Beautiful butterfly. Thank you. <laughs> and and so there's a verso, the verso page, which means the, the facing page, yeah. always has a hymn lyric on there. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, some, you know, my favorite hymn changes every day almost. Of but, course, yeah. Um, but I think I need to keep my eye on the prize. Like mm-hmm. I need to remember where I'm going, like yeah. you said, yeah. because, man, it can get so caught up in, you know, whether the house is clean and yeah. um, whether I'm making an impact on, know. you know, or sales numbers or, yeah. you know, all the things all the that things. are important yeah. to, to know because you're a steward of the things that you work on. Yeah. But um, all and, and some of those struggles are just yes. sort of the shadowy side of the brightness, which is your gifts and your, yeah. and, and passions. Yes, and I'd love to I you know what? That's that just, way. and that's, and like, I would sometimes go to my mom, you know, I wish I wasn't like this. And she would say, but Kristen, part of that is just the little struggle part of something which is so much brighter. Yes. The reason is because you care so much, you yes. know, so whether it's the house, you, you want to create a beautiful space for your family right. or you, it's or, not sinful to want a beautiful yeah, home. And you want right. your work to be the most useful it could be, you know, and there are certain realities that are around that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think pursuing that closeness with the Lord you know, it helps just keeping on shining a light, spreading that light into those yes. shadowy parts to yes. not be discouraged. Because all glory be to Christ and the ultimate goal and the ultimate joy of his presence altogether. Yes. That doesn't mean that I sit around today and say, I guess I won't clear my inbox or I'm not going to show up for the work. No, I, it helps me steward better. It yeah. helps me remember yeah. that I'm placed on earth on purpose yeah. for a purpose. Yeah. So, and the yeah. goal is ultimately worship of him, Absolutely. you know, and so that yeah. which is what our true desire is. He's here to make us worshipers. Yeah. And so even our, our gifts are expressions of that worship. All these things are like stepping stones, yeah. you know, our homes, um, yeah. the time we have our, you know, with our kids, the, the okay. gifts that we use, our time in church, they're little stepping stones that just keep bringing us back to the Lord and helping pointing other Absolutely. people to that, which is so exciting that he uses us in that way. Absolutely. Well, Kristen, as we wrap up, tell my audience, what's one thing that you would encourage, um, Another woman who is feeling weary or worn out on her journey, how would you encourage her? Oh, my goodness. Leave her with one thought. <clears throat> that the the things that we learned at the beginning, th- those basic little, and this is <laughs> not maybe as exciting, but little disciplines of life as a believer, to read the word, to pray, to sing, to not give up being with other believers and acts of service. Those same little things that for many people, maybe they learned as a child in Sunday school or you learned later in life when you came to faith, they never stop being central. Mm-hmm. We never yeah. outgrow them. Yeah. Um, and so there's so many things that we can reach for to help us, and that's great. But never never move away mm-hmm. from those core little things that, and that when added together over enough time, create a faithful and fruitful mm-hmm. life through the so faithfulness good. and help of God. And the people that I look to here in their okay. 70s and 80s, who I would w- wish my life to be like, didn't get there by, you know, just suddenly at 79 going, this is who I'm going to be. Yeah. But it's just little acts of discipline over and over and over and over and over again over a long life. And I have to remind myself this as well, because I've had a few days that I'm, a, you know, I haven't been in the word the way I should, I haven't prayed or whatever. It, it, it's always the time to step back in again and sure, keep going. You can always get started. Yeah, always start get started. Now. You can start again. Yes. And over a long period of time, all those little starts again yes. will 
That is such an encouragement. It's not necessarily the most and exciting that's what, thing. No, that's what we I do feel on so the strongly about journey. that. Yeah. yeah, over and over again. So, friend, thank you yeah. so much. I love you. And thank I'm you so, so much grateful. for spending this time. Next time, hope it's a little longer. I would love have that. lunch. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. It would be so great. Thank you, friend. Thank you, Ray. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope it's been an encouragement to your soul, regardless of where your pilgrim journey finds you today. If you find this podcast enjoyable, we would be so honored if you would take a minute to rate the show and leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen. And if you haven't already, grab a copy of Pilgrim, now available wherever books are sold. Learn more at pilgrimbook.com.